Got a time. <laughs> yeah, everything's <laughs> off. Everything's off. And so it's raining. It's daytime. It's all very odd. It is peculiar. It's yeah, it's, it's, peculiar. It's, we're doing it in the afternoon. I know. Well, I'm, I've just come back from Aberystwyth. I've been in yeah. Wales. What's that like? It was nice. It was a romantic getaway. Yeah, we just were. We were. The main reason we were going away is we wanted to take the dog to the sea, and we've been wanting uh, to take. He's not seen the sea, so we wanted to get to the sea, show him. But then we're like, it's a bit of a bore, like to draw it because it's. You got like two hours because where we live. Two hours, pretty much the closest you're going to get. The only times I've been over to Aberystwyth and all that is on the bikes. Yeah. So for me, it's the ride over. Yeah. And there's some really cool roads that way. But if you're in a car, it would suck balls. It's not a bad, it's not yeah. a bad drive. It's but just like trafficking. fairly long, especially if you were going to go there and back again in a single day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just to go yeah, on the beach hours, with a dog who's going to get maybe. tired out pretty quickly. Yeah. So um, we decided, oh, we'll stop out. And we, we ended up actually going to, it's called Borth. It's just outside of Aberystwyth. <laughs> Borth. Borth. Imagine uh, trying to advertise that. Yeah. Come and see Borth. Borth. <laughs> yeah. There's just nothing there. The it, noise you make after a bad night out, or a good one. <laughs> Borth. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there. It was good for, for the beach side of things, because it was just an, oh, was literally like side. miles of empty beach. Um, so we went there. That was the first bit of beach that he saw. And then we went into ABBA on the night, just because there's more choices for food, and we yeah. took him again. And then, yeah. oh, hang on, Aberystwyth is a city, not city, the student town. Yeah, it? yeah, there's lots of students. Was there anything going on there? When we went, it sucked balls, which is why we didn't go back. There's quite a lot going on in Aberystwyth, to be fair. It's not it's not exactly like Heaving, but it? it's, uh, there's, a, yeah. there's a decent amount of stuff there. I think the, the, the mistake with Aberystwyth is because there, there's a quite a big long coastline at the, the promenade, and there's not actually a huge amount on the promenade. There's nothing. There's a pie shop. An awful little arcade on like this like mini pier thing. Yeah. And then they say, oh, there's a castle around the corner. Hey, Aberystwyth. Yeah. It's not a castle. But it's... It's, ev- it's, a, it's a tumbled turret. Yeah, yeah. It's every everything that's good in Aberystwyth is like not necessarily on the on the, go back. the promenade. Yeah, it's in the town a little bit more. So I think because we're so used to seaside towns having fucking everything yeah. just on one straight run. I'm sure it probably used to be that way, but now it's pretty much just B&Bs hotels just all like lined up so you've only actually got a handful of shops on there but no i was all right it's they're it's, black sand mm, yeah it's, yeah it's pretty dark isn't it yeah and yeah, what's that about i don't know it's not it's exactly dirty the, sand yeah it's not exactly the the picturesque beach that you yeah. want so did the dog go in the sea yeah a little bit he didn't go swimming but uh he went in the sea when he first went out he was a little bit unsure because obviously sea's really loud yeah um lots of movement lots of noise so he was like a little bit like what the fuck's that um, and took about ten minutes or so to encourage him because, like, at first when the when the waves would like lap upon the sh- on the shore, and he'd like move away from oh, them, he'd he'd like, away from the yeah, he's like <laughs> trying to get away. Makes from sense, it. though. Imagine the thing coming at you, yeah, and you've never seen it before, and it's giant and it spreads all the way as far as you can see. Mm. He probably would run away. There was a moment where he kind of clocked that, like, at first, he was just, like, looking at it, didn't think much of it, and then he looked out at the sea, <laughs> yeah, and then I think his tiny brain was trying to comprehend, like, the, the endlessness this is, of Yeah, the this world. is the biggest thing that I've ever seen. Yeah, it would have been, of yeah. course. Because everything else he's seen will have had an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah this was just point. literally just forever. Um but no, he was all right, and he was playing around. It. He didn't seem to love the water. Like, if he had the choice, because we we put some wellies on, so we were like walking through 
and letting the kind of the water go over our you know up our legs a little bit, he would. Oh, so you were in with your totters out, were you? Oh, I had wellies on. Ah, okay. Yeah. So uh, he. And what he, a British thing! Imagine telling an American, "Hey, you want to go to the beach?" Sure do. Yeah. Grab your wellies. Yeah. Say what? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not. Not. You know what though? Yesterday, a whole day, I was just in a t-shirt. Today, just been in a t-shirt. It's literally yeah, it's like, cold. yeah, it's, it's and wet. It's not cold. no wind at all. Like at the seaside, no wind. No that, wind. That you could so like nice. drop some sand and it would fall straight down. It was the most bizarre thing I've never experienced. I don't even think that was possible. No, I have no idea how it was possible as well. It, but that made it feel even warmer. So I was literally just sat. There was one point where we sat and just got food. So I was just sat outside in fucking the middle of October in a t-shirt for like an hour and wasn't cold. It was bizarre. That global warming finally kicking in. I know. So <laughs> it was good though. Um, like I said, went to multiple beaches. He, he played. He had he had a good time. Uh, it was really nice to chill. We actually stopped in this um, static caravan that we found on Airbnb and it was like the nicest car- not that I've stopped on in many caravans but it was the nicest one I've stopped in. It was a... They're not really a caravan at that point though, are they? No, no. They're it like... Was, Pretty, pretty decent. They call them mobile homes, and yeah. they should be called immobile homes. They're only mobile if they... Because these, these things have decks on them. Yeah. They're clearly rooted. They're yeah. They're not moving anywhere. No. So it's more... They should call them a plastic chalet. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. It was it was great. Really good. It was a shame that we only ended up doing one night, to be honest, because it was it was lovely. But I, I definitely felt like I needed needed a bit of a getaway. a getaway. Yeah. Well, while you've been that, there's been crimes here, mate. Crimes. Crimes. <laughs> Is that, somebody, is that the uh, reason we've got the uh, militia in town? The militia in yeah, the background. Somebody stole my purple bin. This is the pettiness of living on estate-style places, where like, so what's they've got going on now? They've removed all our, this. Is such a <laughs> stupid conversation. But which one's your purple basic, bin? Basic, I don't have a purple. Yeah, one. Exactly right. What? So you know how we've got this bullshit thing where you only get we only get our, our, our bins collected once every two weeks for each style. So one. Every two weeks is your normal stuff, and then one every two weeks is your green waste and recycling. Yeah, out in here we only get once. Yeah, so they, now we used to have to separate everything into these stupid blue bags that that you that's literally the size of like a giant carrier bag mm. for your cardboard. Like, oh, cool! So I can get one delivery yeah. <laughs> every two weeks, yeah. and it's full, which is just retarded. And then in the same, you get these little plastic bins which you have to put all your you have to put your cans in one and, you, and plastics and then glass in the other. Mm. Well, plastics, Jesus Christ, we use a lot of plastics. Jake Momo was onto something. Yeah. Like, dem- fucking hell. Oh, they demonetized already. Brilliant. Um, golly gosh, <laughs> the amount. Like, so this little bin is probably no bigger than like, I don't know, 24 inches by the say It's nearly a square yeah. thing. You fill it up in like four days yeah. with the stupid chicken boxes and, God knows whatever. Everything comes in plastic. Yeah. And they expect you to put it in this one little tub for a full household of food. You're like, really? So they've now moved it onto a purple bin. So the purple bin is the size of your normal big wheelie bins. Okay. And you put everything in there but your cardboard. Right. So I had that. And somebody on the estate. Because you put them out, because where I live, you've got to put them outside the gates. Yeah. And somebody lives outside the gates. Has pinched my purple bin. Fuckers. Because they haven't had... Because you had to register for them yeah. to get them here. 
So some unregistered vagabond. You can just imagine somebody because you're up the long. But this is how sad this person's life running is. Running down the road, with the, your yeah, bin. they've gone <laughs> a bin because I hadn't written the like house name on it or something because yeah. you know I trust humans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so some sad little human has had a victory today yeah. where they've stolen a bin. Like how pathetic is your life that that oh. was a feature of your day? That is hilarious. So yeah, it's like I'm separating my waist again for a bit until I get another Fuck purple sake. bin. So have you got to re? Have you got to like this send is, off to the council? This is adult life, people. I remember actually when we first moved. So um, the house that we're at now, at the top of the road, there's like woods and fields and stuff like that. And one of the neighbours like kept bringing our bin in, and they were like, "Oh, you just want to be careful. The the kids will take the take the bins. <laughs> they they take the bins off to the woods, and they set them on fire and inhale the fumes." And I was like, "What?" what? What is that? Imagine seeing <laughs> a load of little little kids just chanting and running around a burning bin going, hi yeah, yeah. Oh, meow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sniffing the plastic. Yeah, it's never... So, like, we've been there for over a year and I don't get the bins in immediately because I can't be asked if, yeah. if I'm at work all day. Yeah. Like, it'll get, I'll get them in at the end of the day. No one's stolen the bin, so I don't know whether the neighbours have just been a bit... <laughs> maybe, like, they've just heard this rumour. <laughs> Maybe it's like old people when they just want to shred it because they think that you, their identity will be stolen unless everything is shredded. Or, or maybe they literally, you know, some, some old people are like that. They just don't want the bins out. They want like... So they come up with this cracker yeah, of a story. Yeah, they're like, right, okay. The kids, what do the kids do? They, In the woods. They smoke stuff, right? Okay, they can... <laughs> they gonna, smoke the bins. <laughs> gonna, kids are so bad around here, they smoke the bins. <laughs> Welcome to the neighbourhood. <laughs> Imagine of all the things that you want to inhale. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, like, what, what's it? The stuff that we don't are not allowed in our BPA. Yeah. That's like pure BPA. Yeah, yeah. But not even that. Maybe that's the, what it's about. The fact that that's what everyone puts their rubbish in. And when do you clean your, oh, your bin? that's true, yeah. So it's like... Filthy BPA. Yeah. Maybe that's what they call it. Do you want to smoke some bupper filth? Yeah. Whoa, I couldn't think of anything worse to smoke, to be honest. I'm pretty sure that would just instantly make you retarded. Yeah, as you like, say, being a mental hospital. <laughs> yeah. Week. What happened to Johnny? Smoked some bipper filth. Yeah. Just kidding. That's, that's, yeah. that's by me. You're having your bit. That's where your bin's gone. It's gone. In the woods burning. Yeah. Some, you've just got a load of kids. Tw- like 15, 12 year old. That explains out, out the back. The militia. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've all smoked the bins and Smoking then this the is what's happening. running around in army gear. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's the excitement of my day. Oh, here's the other thing that, I start, that I'm proud of myself of today. All right, I'm good. Well, this week, getting into the gym earlier, which has been good. Mm. And I'm telling you, having, it's having the closer gym. Mm. So I made it to Foundry and I made it there, but I made it, to, you know, so it's, you know, yeah. mixing it up, it's keeping my flow. And um, But I've started, I've my sauna, like I said. Mm. And um, stupid, still haven't got the plungy pulley thing yet. Oh, really? Well, it's on pre-order, isn't it? So they're not even oh. shipping them. I might cancel it and just buy one off Amazon that's not as good. Yeah. And see if it. The only difference is it's one I've ordered. It's all thermoregulated. So the idea is you put cold water in it, and it'll keep it cold. And it should keep it cold up for like five days, and you'd have to re-ice it. You'd this to, this time be, of year, well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right now, yeah. So it might not be too bad. But mm. if I get a good one, then I'll have to do minimal. Just get in. But anyway, so because I don't have that, I've been doing ice cold showers after my sauna in the gym. Yeah. And today I did two things of wonderment. Yeah. Well, three things actually. So number one, I'm trying to stay in for after 15 minutes. Yeah. It's hard for me to stay in that sauna. Yeah. So like that last five minutes is tough. Today I got in after a hard workout. I did 22 Ooh. minutes on the top step of Ooh, the sauna. Oh, Jesus. And because normally what's happening Top is, step's a different level, mate. 15 minutes top step I've been doing. Yeah. And then I have to get down and do five minutes bottom step. 22 minutes top step. Yeah. 
And I had a point where I genuinely had a panic attack. Yeah. Like, you know, when you feel like, I can't breathe. Yeah. Like, I had that moment. Yeah. And I was just there and I had Eckhart Tolle in my ear yeah. going, the body is feeling, feel your hands, feel the liveness in your hands. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <just laughs> I can't on. feel life. Yeah. Life is slipping yeah. away from so, me. Do you know what I did? Because I, I was doing this thing. He has this really good one. It's, it's called, uh, oh, frick, my phone's downstairs. It's, it's an Eckhart Tolle, search on Spotify. It's something like, oh, what's it called? It's, it's his title of his book, anyway. If you go on there, it's, and um, he has this one, he's talking about, well, one thing actually to bring from it is, and this is something you, you can take from it, this is tangent, but good one. We are obsessed with thinking. Like, our brains like complexity. Mm. So, I figured out two things. Oh, I figured out loads today, actually. I've had a good day. Right, so, if you can't sit in silence of yourself and shut those thoughts off, that's why you struggle in day-to-day with procrastination and stuff. So, you know the reason, I, it's like if I'm doing some work and then someone will come in and they'll have like something crap, like, I don't know, the toilet's broken right now. Mm-hmm. There's four of the toilets, it's mm-hmm. fine. I don't need to do it. But I will want to go and fix and find the problem. Like, fix the problem, fix the problem. Any problem, it doesn't have to be physical, but fix the problem yeah. mentality. The fix the problem mentality is to fill the void of the silence. Yeah, And that's why we get especially with the ADHD style brains, get carried off onto other things because we can't sit in the silence. So you have to, this is, because our brain likes the complexity, our natural nature is to not be in the silence. So if you can train yourself to sit in the silence, it should in theory help stop the procrastination of find it, fix it mm. outside of the job you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Just learn to sit in the silence of when you're stuck. Learn to sit in the silence of when you've got no motivation to look at what you're doing and just sit there and work out why. Mm. So that was a cool thing to find out because I was literally listening to him speak and he was saying the brain, our brains don't like silence. They like complexity. They want, when you sit there, it will say, you'll say, can I feel my hand? Your brain will say, well, what does that matter? It doesn't matter. We know your hand's there. It doesn't matter. We've got other things to do. That's not, is that going to solve my problems? No, it's not going to solve my problems. What are you doing? And that's the brain, the way it funks. Go, go. You know, it wants you to grip something else and you have to shut that off. So the sauna and doing that's hard because I'm struggling to breathe whilst doing it. Yeah. But... What I found was, so I was doing this thing where he's saying, close your eyes. And he says, now try and, without moving, without touching, try and sense if you still have a right hand. How can you f- know if your right hand's there? To try and feel the feel that your right hand is there, sense it. And then mm. it's about just feeling. And then you do, and it's really good. And you transfer it from right to left, then, f- then into your feet, then your arms, your legs. And eventually it says, and now we're not sensa- feeling sensations of arms, legs, or feet. We're just in the body. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. And I struggle getting past the arms and legs at the moment. But when he was saying that, because I started to do the heavy breathing and I feel my heartbeat in my head. Yeah. When I feel the heartbeat, that's what pulls me out. Because it's I can feel that's when my head's getting hot. Yeah. Um so I just squeezed my hands like this and kept an even pressure between like having all my fingers interlaced. And then I just focused on that pressure. And then I stayed in another seven minutes on the top step. Doing that, yeah. just pushing my fingers into each other. When when I've done some guided meditations, the in the body bits, because sometimes it will be that's, like I think that's what his is. Yeah, that's what yeah. Oh, that's the bit that I always enjoy the most, where you're kind of going through, like doing like a body scan almost, where you're kind of feeling sensations. A lot of the time, on the ones I've done, they're almost like top down. So it'll be like feel the sensations in your head and your neck and yeah, any tightness yeah. and tenseness the good ones. and like relax and then kind of go down through your your shoulders and your arms. And yeah, I don't know why those body scans are something that I always 
It does work. Yeah, you d- it does you, work. it's weird how much time you spend in your own body and not he paying attention why. to it. He explains why. It's because he says now that you've taken your focus into the hand, yeah. now it's away from the complexity of the brain because you, you're putting your focus into something. So rather than just trying to sit in silence, you're focusing on feeling your hand. Yeah. So it's just training you to pull your focus into a singular function. So it's really good. I think it's called Gateway to, Na- to the Now. Eckhart Tolle, gateway to, gateway to the Now. And it's a multiple, there's multiple episodes on there of it. And I don't know if this is so much of a guided meditation as it is a guide into um, re- removing the noise mm-hmm. from your brain. Um, but you can use it as a guided meditation because that's what I was doing, sat in the sauna. As these, so I'm saying, imagine when you come in, there's me after a workout, so I'm jacked. In the sauna, in my short shorts, with my headphones on, which I also, by the way, don't take your headphones in the sauna. They still work, but they're so loose now because yeah. they're plastic yeah. and they're black. <laughs> Mate, they've like melted. Like, well, they don't look any different, but yeah. they like just fall off my head. <laughs> I used to be able to wear them while I was boxing, and now I'm like, look, and they just slide straight off. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yes, you can take your headphones in the sauna, but you probably shouldn't. Oh uh, but I went in thinking it might break. Yeah. So it's not so bad. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a compromise. Yeah. You're just going to go in, duct tape just <laughs> round your head. <laughs> Electrical tape, imagine. So, yeah, so I'm sat in there, on my, in there, and um, I've got these headphones on, I've got my eyes closed, I'm on this top step, I'm profusely sweating, and you walk in and I'm going, <sighs> like this, doing my breathing. And then every so often I'm going, relax, relax. So it looks like I'm in there trying not to murder you if you mm-hmm. walk in. Yeah. Someone's coming to a space, don't kill them, don't kill them. Don't look at them, close your eyes. <laughs> and these are all nice little old people wandering. Yeah. They have no clue I'm doing a meditation of any kind. Yeah. They think I'm a psychopath sat in the heat with my headphones on. Probably listening Just to death metal. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. Tort- yeah, literally, because they're all getting out. And yeah. the clock's I'm going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, And then I went in after that, straight out, quick drink of water, into the shower. Four minutes cold shower. Mm. Full turn, like... Three quarter turn down and then full turn down for the last four minutes. It's not too bad. Once you once your actual body like acclimatizes to the temperature, maintaining it's yeah. not not as bad. It's that initial drop and it takes your breath away. Yeah, that's the uh, one. So I find if you just go like three quarters and it's cold and then you just edge it. Yeah. The next minute. Yeah, that's going right way down and then two full minutes at that. It was really good. Other than when you put your head under every so often. Yeah, that's and a bit then like- you're like can't breathe in or out because the water's trickling down your face over your mouth and you kind of breathe in the water in but also you can't quite get the air enough in so you're like, like you, <laughs> you go kind of like I don't know you lose a lot of sense don't you like sense, yeah. your senses get really disorientated when and, you dunk your head under cold water and again for the pleasure of the other people now who've dealt with the psychopath in the sauna have now got to walk into a room where it's, it's obviously it's all showers for people there's like 12 of these shower cubicles and they have to hear someone going Hoo, come on Chris, I was like, I'm now jacking off mercilessly Woo! in the shower. So there's probably complaints at the front desk. That somebody like talking to himself in the sauna looks like he might murder everybody. And there's someone vigorously jacking off in the men's showers. Like every day. Every day. In the morning as well. I don't know where he has the and energy. It's improved because like he's gone from two minutes to four minutes as well. So We know he's training for something, right? What is he training for? To just murder and rape everyone? Endurance. Yeah, endurance rape thons Yeah. So that was my day. Well, fair play, mate. I, yeah. I actually fancy... Do they do, like, day passes? Mm-hmm. I might come down one of yeah, the days. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I've... Oh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. They've got steam well rooms well, but I haven't been in it yet because mm-hmm. I don't know if you get the same benefits of steam room as you do sauna. 
Yeah, steam rooms, like, as well, it's really hard to know. I know it sounds silly, but, like, it's hard to know if you're sweating. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I know just, what you mean. Because yeah. you're steaming at the Maybe same it's time. a mental one. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, like, a challenge to breathe. Yeah, like, and it, like, stings your eyes, yeah, you know. Everything. I was just in there, like, <laughs> like <Yeah>. crying <laughs> in there. <laughs> There's a man in the sick room. <laughs> yeah, there's another man crying <laughs> in the mental room. <laughs> Yeah, but they are, it is good. Although I do, when I come I come out, I feel great. But 30 minutes later, yesterday, my back just died on me. Oh, really? My lower back, because I went food shopping afterwards. And I realized, bad idea. Yeah. After doing a workout, sauna, and all that, to then just go and... Ca- if I plod, it's plodding. If Like, plodding around town wrecks my back. Mm. But you have me playing a game of rugby, I'm fine. Yeah. It's plodding. Gen- walking. I can't walk right, clearly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm you know... Full-grown adult, and I clearly can't walk, can't walk right, but I can run and do everything else. Just I think sometimes as well, when you're trying to move actively, you're a lot more mindful of what you're doing. Yeah, maybe. But then you just when you're walking, thinking thinking about what you're getting for lunch, you're not really I trying to work out. It looks bad. You're in Tesco or Sainsbury's, wherever it is, looking really good, and then like holding you back like a nine-year-old. <laughs> like literally, what? it just kept blowing out. Like. My uh, my lower back and my glutes were feeling it from uh, walking on the sandy beaches for yeah. quite a while. Have you ever done sand dune running? Yeah, oh, it's the most horrendous thing ever. It, isn't it the worst? Yeah. I think it's the worst thing you can be given to do. Yeah. Sprints up and down sand dunes. Yeah. Yeah, oh we, my God. Emma used to do it a lot with because she does athletics. Um, so it was just a nice little thing. Occasionally, the, the athletics team, they'd go off and there was some like really aggressive hills. And uh, I somehow fucking decided, oh, yeah, I'll, oh, I'll join in. in. Yeah, I'll join in. To be fair, I actually, the thing is, if, if I was on a flat, I would have not in a million years, because I haven't got the build to run. I've got <laughs> fucking the leg, legs. I've got, yeah, I've got the legs of somebody who's about four for eight. Yeah. Um, but on the hill sprints, I actually was like beating a lot of their times because it was more about power. Uh, but then I'd just fucking die horrendously <laughs> toward, towards the end of it. I think I but, did it like twice. And it's just the worst. One voluntary and one involuntary session. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. I, uh, it, sometimes I like... It's really nice on like the odd occasion when lifting actually carries over to real life. Because <laughs> yeah. really, it for doesn't. For ten minutes that it does. Yeah, it doesn't for so many situations. Like it when I, for anything. when I, uh, I nearly, I think I told you about this like weeks and weeks ago on a bike lesson, and I nearly dropped the bike. Oh yes. And like I literally like got Catch. my one leg out, and it was fucking, it was well yeah. over like forty-five degrees gone. Yeah. And the guy was like, I don't know how you saved that, and I was just like, I squat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've saved my bike because of lifting a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. There was one time I was coming in. Coming in hot, coming in hot. Um, and I didn't realise that when I was pulling off a country road, I was pulling into a, the industrialist in like an industrial estate kind of thing because I was going to, a, there was a bike shop down the thing. And as I pulled in, it's it kind of, you know when the the lane merges slightly and it gets bigger as you get into it. So it's not like a, a left-hand turn, like straight. There's like, it, it's got a slip. Oh, yeah, it's coming in like a, a slip bit. Yeah. It's not a slip road. It's just, it's a, they've got a big wide-ass mouth of the drive. Yeah. And it's, the slip goes down to the gateway. Yeah. So I was just pulling into the slip and didn't realise that it was just like fucking full of gravels and potholes. But I was coming in at like 30 miles an hour. Yeah. So obviously I put my brakes on and then as it as it went, then my front wheel fully slipped out, like mm. fully, m- most people were wiped out. I'm because I saw the gravel, I put my foot out mm. and I motocrossed it. So I had my feet out and then the bike fully slipped from under me and I, all my strength fucking wrenched it back up yeah. and then just sat there on it like, oh, the 
frick did I do that? Yeah. Like shocked myself. Yeah. I was like, that's lifting. Yeah. That was pure lifting. And that's the only time I think it comes into play is when there's an emergency situation that's no longer than five seconds. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. You, you need yeah. lots of strength and power in a very, very small time yeah, yeah, very frame. Very small time. Because then after that, we'll need a full meal, a rest, and a protein shake. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're uh, yeah. we're going to be getting my bike hopefully tomorrow. Oh yeah, so we're trying to. If uh, Mark replies, yeah, get yeah. it down. Yeah, so that'd be nice. I'll finally. It's only Up to Manchester. It's only it's only been sat in the garage for three months or something like that. It's A gonna, while. It's been ages. Yeah, it's got to be about three months, surely. It's got to be. Yeah, maybe more. I don't know. Either way, because we went and got it pretty quick. It was a bit of a whim. A bit of a whim. It was not a bit of a whim. I think that is the definition <laughs> of a whim. A pure whim, that was. The, the conversation was had, and less than 24 hours you, later. You nodded and all of a sudden owned a motorbike. Yeah. yeah it was like, like you were at a bidding auction and didn't yeah, know it. Yeah. Um, you, you're like, you wanted a water, and yeah. now you own a motorbike. Yeah, they're like, do you like that? You just like, yeah. Yours. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. What yeah. do I owe? I don't understand what just happened. Mm-hmm. So I've got some news as well. Did my mod one the other day? You Fuck off, yeah. dude! So yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to say anything because I, I was just. Like, the, I thought it was next week. Nah, so I've I've got my mod two now. So you did the you did the 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 U turn in the road with no problem. Yep, that's yeah. the tough bit. Yeah, I did it. Did everything right. I, no so I, I did get two minors. Do you remember to your looks and everything out of the yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, I didn't get out. anything. My obs were all perfect. Um, I literally so I got one minor because on my emergency stop I skidded literally like my back wow. tire locked up but it was like a ch- yeah and it was a good stop and he was just like oh, it was nothing mate don't, yeah. worry, don't worry about it put it he put it as a minor um and then well, hang on, mate if we don't have to worry about it why are you noting it down on my perfect fucking session dude and the uh, yeah but it was like technically it was a skid so you know what i mean and and it was just i don't know it, honestly must have been Six inches or something. Oh, so it was it a bit of a one. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. And oh, but yeah. I but I brake pretty aggressively. Yeah. And I stopped very quickly. So I, like I think he was happy with that. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I went through my um my uh, emergency stop, and I was like, oh, how how fast was that? Just as reference, and it was because you got to do it at fifty kilometers an hour, and I went through at fifty three, and I was like, okay, cool, All right, I'll do that. Again, so had my swerve and avoidance, went through, and I was like, oh, that's probably a little bit faster. And he was like, that was 47. And I was like, oh, I was like, what? I swear, I was like, I was boggled because I was like, oh, that was definitely quicker. <laughs> yeah. um, so, hang on, did you have to go through at 50? Yeah, you got to go through 50. <laughs> so, give you another chance. Yeah, so you get second, you're allowed two attempts at any of the, oh, the speed okay. ones. Uh, I went through at 47. So, uh, you just like, but actually, you can, you can pass with a minor if you go through at 48 or 49, and then 50 is a full. Right. Um, passed without a minor so I was like oh, I fucking swear that was like quicker so I was like oh I'm just gonna fucking go for it so went round just went for it I was like oh that was fuck. That, that felt quick see when I was stopping after I was like man this that was like quite hard to stop after and he was like you went through at 65 kilometers an hour <laughs> like you only needed to go one kilometer an hour faster <laughs> you went like- <laughs> <laughs> went like twenty. Over. Yeah, so so like in miles per hour, that's that's forty miles an hour. I did the swerve and avoidance. That <laughs> it was meant to be thirty. I think you'd thirty-one. You'd yeah. pass. Um, Bloody hell! So it was good though. Um, Any, I don't know. I was just I, I was just like so nervous for that that bit when I opened it up, and then after I was like fucking hell, because I because I, I stopped 
because you've got like the uh, the two cones that you've got to stop at, yeah, they and they don't that, specify yeah. where you need to stop. They just say you need to stop within it. So not and every other one because it had been so much easier to stop because I did it fucking yeah. fifteen kilometers an hour <laughs> slower than I should have done. Um, it was always just a, a real easy stop. So I chose where I stopped. Whereas with this one, I kind of went through and then it stopped right on my back tyre. Uh, so I was like, oh, is that is that okay? Is that allowed? But he just, they don't say anything to you, do they? They're literally no, no, just they like... Just, they do that awful policeman look and just note. Yeah, they just note and then on to the next thing. And uh, yeah, he, he knew that I was like nervous. Cause like, oh man, what did I do there? Because when I did it, they had like a box... And you had to have your front wheel stop in the box so, on one of them. Yeah, that's the uh, that's, that's the controlled stop, controlled stop. Controlled stop. Yeah, the control stop where you 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 just you go through the speed trap, but they, it doesn't matter what speed you're actually going, and then you just have to stop with your front wheel in that box, which is maybe like two feet apart. Yeah, it's not that big. Yeah, it's really. not huge, but it's basically there's no. You can slow down as much as you want, as quickly as you want, and just crawl into it. Oh, can you? Yeah. So it, that's yeah. Whereas the Emergency stop, it doesn't matter where you stop as long as you stop in an emergency, you know, you need yeah. to stop quick enough, stop basically. Quick. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, with that one, you just need to end up somewhere between it. But, oh, I get you. So, But where was your back wheel on? It was past the cone. No, no, it, so my back wheel was just by the cone. But every with other the end time... cone? So there's only two cones. You just between... There's two like that. You just pull between them. So every other one, I was just like, I just roll up, basically get my front wheel between them, and they're like, yeah. yep, that was it. Oh, so it's like side-to-side cone? Yeah, side-to-side. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, right, so right, because right. So, so I'd gone past it, so I, and I like didn't know whether I'd fucked it and gone past it, because I was like struggling to stop yeah. without, without skidding. It, yeah, yeah, without skidding. But anyway, yeah, so got through it. And like, yeah, I don't know I don't know why I fucking just went for it, because I, I properly, like, when I opened it up, because oh, I, I even going around the, the turn, because you've got that sharp turn, yeah. and like they say, I'll go around about like 19 miles and 19, 20 miles an hour, so then you can open it up to, to like get to the 30. I was going around that at like 28, so I was already pretty much at speed going around the corner, and, and, then, and then still went for it out of it. And I felt <laughs> the front end, it didn't lift up, but I definitely like the, the front suspension went super light. Yeah, so like, if I'd have put much more on it, <laughs> so even like second. Yeah, yeah. In a second. But like, it's just so much pressure on that one moment because you you just like yeah. you you fuck up. You put your foot down. You do this. You do that. And the, yeah, it's, the foot you're down done. Thing's a big problem. You failed. So and, uh, yeah, it was. It went. So that was it. You're only, what was your other minor? So the minor was the little skid, and the other one was because I didn't get the speed on my first attempt. Oh, you get a minor for that. Yeah. Oh. So that's but, it. Yeah, that was it. Did you mean, did you do your checks as you left the gates? Yeah, I I checked. Yeah. I just checked everything. So they were checking on those. They do, yeah. Still do. Yeah. I think that's an asshole move. That is. Yeah, they did. They because they say when you go in, treat this as if it was a public highway. So yeah. I just it's now become habit to literally be like check, yeah. check, and yeah. then go. So you do, you do need that habit, especially when you're on bikes. They they call it a lifesaver for a reason, mm. you know. And it is important that little snap look because I've had it a few times. Not only with cars, but when you're riding with other guys. Yeah. Because they could be coming, coming down around. the outside of you. Yeah. And if you don't have comms, yeah. and they've not got like on your right, on your right, or they've just forgot to say on your right, and they're getting a bit excited and carried on, and they're suddenly zooming past you, as you're thinking, I'll just pull out. Yeah. It's, uh, it is a big thing. So it's a good tick to have. Unlike when you're in a car, when you're doing that mirror full super check. Yeah. Thing. Like, that's just a bit overkill. But even in the car now, I'll constantly check my rear all the time mm. because of being on the bike I do it like a lifesaver yeah I do think that riding a bike makes you a better driver 
Oh, like, a thousand percent. I find it weird every time I get back in the car after because obviously that, I'm not. I'm not boring. I'm not riding <laughs> yeah. to to the my lessons. I'm driving there, then going off on a bike for a bit, then jumping back in the car to go home. Yeah, and then like. You're paying attention to the road surface and potholes and stuff like that. And, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and like, when you're you're giving cars clearance when you're out, like if there's cars parked on the left hand side in in a car, you just drive past as long as you can fucking fit through the gap. It yeah. doesn't matter. Whereas on a bike, they say to leave, leave basically enough for that car door's width. Yeah, in case they open. In case they opened it, because otherwise yeah. you're coming off. And you're like, you're almost like double guessing yourself as yeah. you're driving a little bit. As, I remember and I'd been out on the bike tons when it was in the summer and it was nice weather mm. and hadn't been in the car at all and um, I remember the first time I got back in the car yeah. pulled out the driveway onto the main road and I got down the road and there was traffic and I went yeah shit god damn it I forgot about this because I completely traffic had become irrelevant to me because I was just lane splitting everywhere yeah. and I just remember getting like, oh cars suck <laughs> Uh, they, yeah. they are good. Like I like the car I've got now. That Merc's beautiful to be in. It's mm-hmm. still fun. It still makes me smile. So that's made a difference. It was because I was in the. I still had the BM when I did that, and I remember because I didn't care about that car then at that mm. point either. So the car wasn't fun to me, and I'm in traffic. Yeah, yeah, that's what and it was manual, which is the main reason I hated the traffic because yeah. I had to manually do everything. The automatic now, if I'm traffic, I don't care because it's so easy. I don't just have to do anything. I can listen to the whatever's going on and do anything. I'm not having to faff with that bloody gear stick every. Freaking 10 feet. Yeah, I may end up going auto. You've got to go, honestly. I was a manual dude. Yeah. I bought a BMW, which is a driver's car, so I got it in manual. Listen, unless it's a 911 mm. or something classic, which should be manual because yeah. the autos were also terrible back then, yeah. um, then just the new automatic gearboxes are so smooth. They're more efficient. Your car's faster. Mm. Like the, that, Even that car I had, the, the BMW 4 Series, if I'd have done my research, I wouldn't have ever got the manual because the automatic was not only more efficient, it's quicker. Yeah. That car would beat the manual all day long. All day long. I suppose, so, yeah, it's going to do it quicker than you are, isn't well, it? You've got more uh, gears in the auto. You've only got six on your manual. In right. the autos, you've got seven to nine. Oh, right, so okay. you've got extra gears. So in that lower range where the, a lot of cars suffer with that like long pull yeah and then they don't have they, they have like a, a short pull and then a long and they kind of run out of steam until you hit like a blend of third mm-hmm. so rather than it kind of running out of steam through one two three it's got one two three four mm-hmm. so it can go like way better so it because apparently it's a scooter yeah but because we could go and then and all the way back down until you get up to that top range where you can keep it in that you know between six and you know that's a bike yeah no car hang on where's your car at bikes are eight to twelve thousand it depends if you've got diesel or petrol, yeah, it depends, doesn't it? Yeah, it depends it's still a 7 to 8 in the car, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So when you get in the higher gears, you're always keeping it in that power band, aren't you? But through the low ones, you've got to go through that whole... You've got to get... You know, once you change from first into second, you've got that big drop as it goes into second to pull it back all the way back to that mm-hmm. power band. From first. Well, that's what that BM used to have. Whereas if yeah. it had that extra one in between, it's a short... short you get shorter gears all the way through. I, th- like I think thing. I've just wrote... I've just, like, driven shit autos like that. Yeah, clunky. Yeah, I did like an old... I can't even remember. It's not old now. It's like, I don't know, 2010 Audi TT. And that was like, okay, that... That really? was like, it was a bad auto. It, I wouldn't go as far as saying it was bad, but it was definitely... It, it just could... didn't feel like you were driving it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it, you, Sometimes when gear changes happen, when you don't think that they should happen, that yeah. kind of throws you off. Especially, one thing I did notice, there was just such a delay when you put your foot down. 
Yeah. Like if you were pulling out of a junction, you'd be like, and nothing. Happened. And then you'd be like, oh, there we go. Yeah. Which, when you're trying to get out of a junction, especially if it's a bit of an iffy one with not great visibility or you know it's a fast road, yeah. that like half a second makes you fucking arsehole twitch. <laughs> it's just like, come on. They say that the new ones learn how you drive. Yeah. So when you get in, if you go and test drive something, like this, this car has changed since I owned it. So if you pussyfoot it around, the ECU learns you're a pussyfooter. So it reduces throttle response. Mm. But if it knows you want to give it some, yeah. when you insert, especially when you're in modes, um, it'll, it'll learn how you drive. And I thought it was a salesman's bullshit tactic until I went into Merck and the guy said exactly the same thing. All right. I was like, oh, that is quite freaking clever then. Yeah, and so they said, whenever you drive them, they will have a lag when you go to put it down because they're just a test car and most people are driving quite easily because they have divided by the speed limit and whatever. Mm. So you get on the country road and even then you've got the guy next to you who's probably not going to let you, you know, yeah. boot it. So when you plant your foot, after a while it'll know you want to go with that plant rather than it just slowly a bit in. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was it. I don't know. I know when I had a track day with a Nissan GTR, which was obviously an auto, absolutely fucking well, insane. Binned everywhere as yeah, well. Like that was insane. all day long. So that's what it knows. Yeah. And it, plus, I mean, that's a different, that's a different animal. It was, it was, uh, I have no idea how people kind of, I don't know, they're, they're riding around in F1 cars. Like, I just can't even, because this, it, I'm, it, it was specced up, this GTR was, it was the quicker one of the two that they had. Uh, it was, met, the only thing that they had there that was quicker was Aerial Atom. Oh yeah, they're quick. Um, it was faster than the the Bugatti that they had uh, the Veyron. It was like two point nine seconds and sixty, something stupid. Yeah. Probably I didn't do that because I was a bit more cautious. But like, Were you? why? I, I, if it's somebody else's thing and they say do it, I'm no, like, no, it, okay, wa- right. <laughs> it wasn't like I wasn't being cautious by any means. I was going for it. Yeah, but I wasn't like foot flat to the floor the entire time. Yeah. Um, it's made me, I know it's kind of jumping back to what we were talking about, but um, doing the stuff that I'm doing now on the bike, it's making me think how how useful it would be. Just spat on the microphone. <laughs> Sorry about that. It just dribbled a little bit. Um, to get a, uh, a track down a bike for yeah. like a learning experience, not just to go balls deep. But it, I've done one. Yeah. I should have done more. We should have done more this year. I don't know why we didn't actually. <clears throat> we were going to do Silverstone and then we didn't for some reason. Somebody poo-pooed it, and we were like, oh, we won't do that then, and then just neglected to even book anything else, like a pair mm-hmm. of idiots. They tend to do them in October. It's quite cheap, like 80 quid for the day. I suppose you don't need a license, do you? Oh, I don't know. Why would you? Because it's... You need... In... I don't know, actually. Although, you, it's probably dangerous if you're not... Because you're not on a public road. races that probably don't have road licenses. Yeah, yeah actually, because I remember hearing about, like, there's, like, fucking... 14 year old kids going around doing like oh yeah yeah the, yeah, yeah. so yeah. maybe you don't need a license well I know you can go anyway with your own bike and then all they do is stick a big probe down your exhaust mm-hmm. and they say is it too loud or not and if it's alright off you go but they do test you for your, like how loud it is so you've got to yeah. be careful but then you'll be fine with a standard one but then after that you've got to um, there is no after that I don't know what the point was <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, you just get on the track, yeah, and you go, but you go in different but categories. After that, you have to get and on your bike that, and ride. You, bike and ride yeah. um, <laughs> you, go in the, you go in the beginners sect, and there's sometimes mm. someone decent in the beginners one who just goes in there because they don't want to, they don't really feel like racing in the intermediates or whatever, mm. and they know those guys are going to be going quick and they just want to practice some stuff. But if you can follow those guys on their lines through mm. it, you learn loads. One guy was really kind and said, like, right, follow me for two runs around, and then 
he binned off afterwards, but I followed him through where he was going. I learned loads about he was dropping in way later than I was and taking yeah. different. And uh, it's, it's invaluable. Everybody who rides a bike should do track days. Mm. But you have to take your own bike. You know what I mean? So if you do get silly with it, and then it's. It's only you who's going to pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't also want to. If you're going to wear a suit. Yeah, you've got to have zip together. So you have to have top and bottoms that zip together. Mm. And obviously, gloves, helmet, and boots. So you couldn't just rock up in Kevlar jeans and right. do it. No, you have to have. Can you rent those suits or have you got a bot? It seems- no, I don't think so. Fair enough. I suppose if you're going to do it fairly frequently. What did you do? Did you, did you have yeah, the leathers? Yeah, oh. I've got a full race suit as well that I haven't used yet. Oh. So I need to book just to use that suit because it we backfired it. But I think we got it for 200 quid, this race suit. Most race suits like 450. This one was, it's an RST Evo Evolution 2 or something or other. A really good suit, about 400 odd pounds. We got it for 200 quid. Which is the same price you pay for a jacket, yeah. a single jacket. Mm. So like, buy even if you're not going to use it. Like, it's worth buying because it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. price. And because it was limited on sizing as well, they only had certain colors in certain sizes. Luckily, they had my size and the color I wanted, and Mark's size and the color he wanted. Right. So he managed to get them. I mean, neither of us have used them yet. I think we've walked around the house, and both of us like, "This is cool." Yeah, <laughs> Go on the streets in, in the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I'm not a guy who goes out on the street in a Power Ranger suit. Mm. I don't get those guys. Like we went to uh, the Superbike races at Silverstone. And there were so many dudes in with their suits on, full race suits, zipped down, and then obviously their arms flopping as they're looking like a really shit goro walking around <laughs> with their little and they're all fat as well, which just gets me even more. And it's like they're not these slim dudes in race suits like slinking around like a pink panther. No, it's Bill with his beer gut, like flopping in his squeaky race boots. I was like, dude, like you're not aerodynamic in any... If you put that suit on, you're still not aerodynamic. You may as well just go with the jeans, dude, because your belly is not fitting over that tank. And then they're walking around looking like they might die, also looking like they're very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know they've got a swamp pass going on. Oh, it's getting cooked in that suit. Yeah. And then we're there in like just our jeans with our jackets off that we've left with the charity people at the front desk <clears> where they hold your jacket and helmets for like a five when it goes to charity. And you're like, yeah, that's cool. And we've got T-shirts and jeans on walking around and you've got a big old Bill like, <gasps> with his mate and they're walking. It's <laughs> like, how are you spending the day here? How are you going anywhere? Like, and when they ride, where do they stop? Or do they go squeaking into like a restaurant? Because we stop and eat at like restaurants and stuff mm-hmm. when we go. Not posh ones, if you need the toilet, like it's, a bit, it's a full, full ordeal to go yeah. to the toilet. It must be like women when they wear those onesies and they're mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to the toilet, I'll be half an hour. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I never thought about that. Women wearing them silly like, suits yeah they just put up with it yeah. they just go and get fully undressed in a toilet cubicle to have a pee <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no patience for that yeah definitely not just piss myself <laughs> piss myself <laughs> just pad up before yeah. you go out yeah there we go problem solved but yeah that's that's the one so that we I've got one so yeah we can try and book a track day yeah if they've still got anything um, we'll, well I need to this. have a look at suit. well if anyone get, knows let's some get the bike first yeah. get the bike done yeah then, uh, let's see what your tyres are like. Yeah, I was going to say we need to see. We need to actually see what it's going to be like on this because it's a, a decent run from Manchester. So yeah, about any, two hours. There's any problems? I'll I'll find out. Lex will find out for me. So yeah, I've got my mod too. Front wheel was loose. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> As it rolls past you. Yeah, just, just one wheel. Wheel, just wheel, one wheel goes past you. And so I'm just going to wheelie the rest of the way home. <laughs> so uh, yeah, mod two's booked in. Halfway through next month, something like that. So about a month away. That's the easy bit, mate. Mm. Well, that's what I. Some people are saying, oh, like you know, this is that 
Some people think the mod two is harder than the mod one, but I think it's. Every no, I think mod one's harder. The only thing you can fuck up on mod two is if when they say to do something, you do it too quickly. Because if they say it's like pull over on the left when when it's safe to do so, mm. you can keep riding for ten miles. Yeah. If you don't think it's safe to pull over at any point, but most people will put, try and pull over as quickly yeah. as they can, and then they'll pull over somewhere where they shouldn't, where there's like a, a car across or... the road from yeah. them. Like, so what you should never do is pull over where there's a car across the other side of the road, yeah. because if a lorry comes, you're causing an obstruction. Mm. So you always want to pull over where there's nothing on the other side of the road. That was one thing I learned. But that, the main thing is, is take your time, pull over whenever you see a massive gap with nothing else around you. Yeah. And then the rest <clears> of it is just make sure you do your lifesavers and don't leave your indicators on. Other than that, it's just ride. You just ride. You just yeah. go out and ride. Oh, that's right. I'm quite confident with, with this bit. I was fairly confident with the, the Mod 1 stuff, but it was the fact that that's... It's a split second, and then you you could have fucked it. Like, that's you know what I mean? Because it's so technical. Yeah, yeah, you could just Touch like a lean a little bit too much, or pull the throttle in a bit too much, and and I don't know. Just you you kind of you have to put your foot down for a second, and then that's it. done. Yeah. So yeah, with with the ride, like that's the bit I find quite easy to do, and all the like the hill start stuff like that. Like, yeah, I don't remember I, them having me do anything other than pulling over on the side of the road. Apparently, they ask you to pull over quite a few times, though. They ask yeah. you, like, three or four times to, to pull over. Yeah, and that's it. I don't think they have you do any manoeuvres, though. Mm. I know that normally... One. I think the, what they were saying is normally they'll pick a route that will require a hill start. So they'll see So, it. so yeah. it'll be at a junction that is on a hill, and it's a blind junction, so you can't just roll out of it. You have to physically stop, Yeah. use the back brake. But I do that all the time now. Well, yeah. One, one of the instructors, because when I was... Like really early on, when we were practicing for that, you know, the slow ride where you've got to like crawl along at like oh, two, yeah, three mile an hour, yeah. and I was okay doing it, but it was always that initial start, and I'd be like, Ooh. yeah. And uh, he he always said, just put your foot on the back brake, get the revs up, pull the clutch out till you can feel the bite a little bit, and then just release your back brake, and you'll you'll just go straight away, opposed to like have to like find oh, the revs. Get, yeah. So you just get to you basically you just go to speed pretty yeah. much instantly, yeah. and now Take I just that's how I always yeah. pull off. Yeah. So whether I'm on a hill or down a hill or whatever, doesn't really matter. Yeah. The only thing that I've I did actually put my foot down once so on the road. Pulling off up hills, down hills. Mm-hmm. You just pull off wherever you feel like it. Fucking pulling just off. The, <laughs> uh, the only time I've actually put my foot down, uh, like when I shouldn't have on the road, was there was a, it was a hill start onto another road that's on a hill, and there was quite a steep incline, so I was coming out of a junction there having to turn right so you go up and then the bike like drops in quite hard because yeah. you've got to turn right but you're going down a hill but you oh so you're going over a crest yeah pretty much yeah. so yeah the bike like leans a lot so you've kind of got to do it not fast but you've got to do it quicker than you'd want to otherwise the bike would just fall <laughs> over i think that's the weird bit as well isn't it? it's getting comfortable knowing that you you kind of to have more control of the bike sometimes you need a bit more pace yeah whereas yeah. everything in your yeah, body tells you got, to slow down if the bike's got pace it wants to be upright yeah that's the bike wants to go it wants to be up and in a straight line if it's mm-hmm. got power underneath it yeah and that's it so and that's why when you're on a bike if you want to go right and keep the power even push your weight through it to go right and then it'll keep going right mm-hmm. if you fuck with that power while you're trying to make it go right dip it pull it whatever if you put it on it's going to want to stand up if you dip it it's going to drop so that's why that consistency of even throttle around corners is massively key especially when you first start getting out there because your car foot wants to accelerate around a corner yeah like early yeah when you can't do it with bikes it's even around the corner accelerate out yeah yeah once you can see the what they say once you can see the um 
apex. Once you pass the apex and you can see through, <laughs> then you can start accelerating. It's so much more complex than, than driving a car. Oh, like, you're on something that literally can just wobble over. Yeah. There's a thing on uh, Instagram, I'm going to do it as a reel, but it's amazing. Because imagine some, when the first dude invented a motorbike, came up and told someone else, and they're like, dude, I've invented this new vehicle. It's awesome. It's got half the wheels of a car, no doors, no roof, no windows, no nothing. Cool. It's, it's cool. What, what, have you got, what have you got in terms of, um, like, where do you go on it? Where's the engine? Right underneath your balls. Right there. Everything is just basically, it's, it's like a gasoline-soaked panty liner. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, what happens? What happens if uh, if you've uh, for safety feature you got nothing, absolutely nothing. You hit anything and you're dead. <laughs> and then they were like, this is an awesome idea, yeah. and it is. Yeah. It is an awesome idea. Yeah, it's insane. Whoever came up with that idea, it, it's. Um... But when you say it out loud, it is mental. Mm. You basically take an engine, you strap a wheel to either end of it, and that, and then put a seat on. That, that simplicity, though, it's quite nice. And the fact that you are in literal full control of it. Like, your body affects it. Mm, and so it really, truly becomes part go. of you. Yeah, that that's looking where you want to go, that's something that's... You'll never get that in a car. Yeah. It's very bizarre, isn't it, that sensation? Because they tell, they tell you that, like, look in the direction you want to go and you'll start going that direction. Yeah. That's and, why if you don't look, if you target fixate, if mm. you'll go around a corner, but there's like a, a wall around the corner and you look at the wall, yeah. you won't make it around that corner. Yeah. You're going to the wall. Yeah. It's so bizarre, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? And like, <laughs> remember what you're going to say. But I once went, I took a, there's a, a lad when I lived up north. He was on a, he went from a, this is the mad thing. You can get a scooter, you know scooters, mm. twist and go, nothing, nothing like riding, riding a motorbike. Mm. They are more like riding a quad, I think, than they are a motorbike because you turn the freaking scooter thing to turn the wheel to make it go places. You don't do very little leaning yeah. really on scooters so and a scooters twist and go no gears no nothing and they don't act like a motorbike but equally if you don't want a 125 scooter you can get a 125 motorbike now which will act and behave as a normal motorbike yeah. which means you have to counter steer which means you have to look where you really want to go um it means you have to move body position weight shifting all of this but <laughs> but to get a cbt you don't need to learn any of that yeah at all. You yeah. can go and learn on a scooter in a CBT and then go get a 125 motorbike. Mm -hmm. And this is what this kid did. Yeah. And I was like, have you ever ridden a motorbike? Like, have you, ever, you, know, you know that you push right to go right, you know, but it literally turns you really opposite. And he's like, what? Mm -mm. I was like, oh my God, you're going to die. So I, was like, I said, you need to, so I got, I had these little like um, Chinese uh, talky things for the helmets. Not like the car does we've got now, which are really good. These yeah. were like just bare Basically. Bluetooth yeah. linked up stuff. So if you went more than 20 meters away from each other, you couldn't hear anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was good enough. And I took him out. And I'm going, I'm in front of him. I'm going, so right, look at my right hand here. Okay, we're coming up to the right hand. I'm holding my right hand up in the air. And I'm going to put this down onto the onto the thing. I'm going to push my right. And I'm holding my left hand up in the air now going, look, I'm doing nothing with my left hand. I'm just pushing with the right. You see how it's going around? He's going, yeah, 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 got it. And so we're going around. He's doing really well. And then... I notice he's getting a bit cocky because I'm riding along and we're going some just nice little bits and I'm like chilling with my arm across the tank and I look back and he's chilling with his arm across the tank. I'm like, oh, he's getting a bit, a bit too comfortable here. But it was like good though as well because he's comfortable, you know, mm -hmm. but he also was wanting to look cool and his bike did look pretty cool for a 125. Um, but then we come up to an actual corner where there's like, you come around. It's, so if you imagine, it's a, not a super sharp, right? But enough where you need to decelerate into the corner really get your weight over and go around it's a nice one a nice yeah. sharp not too big not too long but a definite one where you have to push the weight around the corner but on that same corner 
um, was like a hill, a bank, a hill bank up up in front of it when you're coming around. And a, over that bank was like a, a path for walkers going around. So I went around the corner. I'm going, okay, so you're going to be able to push over on this really drag your left knee through the tank, pull your weight through and get it around the corner. And he went, yeah, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> and then what he'd done, he was looking at two walkers walking over this hill mm. over the side. And all I saw in my rear view mirrors was him, was I heard him go, oh, no. And then I looked behind the mirror as his bike goes up this <laughs> He goes off the corner, but because the corner went round a bit, I could only see it for a short amount of time. So I just saw him go not round the corner and straight on and then slightly up this hill and then my view changed. And all I heard was, you know, because we left it. Yeah. And then <laughs> as I stopped and I turned around, his voice comes back and he goes, I'm all right, I'm all right, I made it. And he's driving back down the walker's path. <laughs> Back down onto the road. So he stayed upright. We just he fully went... went up the hill, got to the top. The, the incline must have decelerated him enough to not fall off. Get he up. got to the top and went, and just turned the bike down the path and came back onto the road. But he was uh, a bit more cautious. He, uh, he, well, he didn't make another mistake after that, but yeah. that was that was target fixation. Mm. He was looking at the walkers yeah. because he was probably thinking, but I look cool to them right now. Yeah. And then, because I've done it, we've yeah. all done it. And then he's like, I'm going to make this corner look good. And then he's looking at them, looking at the corner, looking at them, looking at the corner, and then yeah. boom, he's going towards them. Yeah. Fuck. Scary shit. But I just saw him go, Yum! off in my rear view mirror. Like, just, he's yeah. behind me, and then he just, because obviously your rear view only go from left to right, don't they? So he just went full left. Yeah. So I just saw him go off my left wing mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, crap, but luckily, yeah, he just. Jeez, Lucky the hill and the path was there. If that had been a normal corner, it would have been a wall. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he wouldn't die or anything, but his bike would have been. Yeah, buggy. pretty fucked up. Yeah, and it, and it wouldn't have done his confidence any good. No, no. I feel like that. You know the uh, what do they call it? The Dunning Kruger effect. That like confidence and competence. Yeah. thing. Dunning Kruger. Yeah. If you like, have a look. There's a graph for it. Maybe if I send it, you will you put it up on the screen so they can see the Dunning Kruger yeah, yeah. effect. Make my work more hard. Yeah. Uh, basically, on. it's like um, your level of you know competency at anything is like a, a kind of a, a curve like that. But your level of confidence goes right up. So your level of confidence is the highest in a very short space of time when you, uh, you feel like, oh, I figured I all this shit out. Everything. Yeah, and then you quickly realise, oh shit, I know nothing. And then your confidence basically, so basically works bottoms like out. When you're 14 and you think you know life, yeah. and oh. then you suddenly hit 18 and you're like, oh, real world, boom, It'll probably be really apparent that Dunning Kruger effect on on bikes on a bike. You do have moments like there's you, it's the same in a car though, isn't it? When you when you push things, yeah, you yeah. still have moments. You have those where, oh shit like, moments. Shit, where you get a little bit of a squirrel around a corner or something. Yeah, I can't see it, but I can't remember the last time I've had anything like that. It's been such a long time, and I suppose there are going to be other factors like getting a new car. Yeah, like then you're probably going to have a few more of them. But like, I think I, uh, more in the car. Is less to do with like the way you're driving in terms of like technicalities, more to do with like distraction. Mm. So the closest thing I've had in the car recently is where I've like gone to reach for something in the car mm. and pulled the steering wheel as I've gone to reach for it, yeah. you know, and like the car's gone to the left, nearly to a verge or yeah. whatever. Or the stupid thing, like your phone's doing something. Like I'm not on my phone in my car, mm-hmm. but it is plugged into my car to me if you fail to use it and say something will fail with it being plugged in, like the interface will crash or something i'll fuck up unlock the phone yeah. to re- redo the interface something like that and i'll look away and i'll realize in the time i've looked away the car's drifted right or i've got really close to the car you know i'm being like jesus if that had been another few seconds that could have been a problem mm. and so i'm re- yeah that's i think that's the kruger in the car now yeah. because freddy kruger in the car kruger in the car yeah <laughs> i do i think that's what it is yeah. i think more than people like I mean, how often do you see, really see people bragging around, ragging around in cars anymore? 
Not too it's often. Too much traffic on the road to do it. Yeah. There's, there's not the space. The roads aren't really that good. If enough. it is yeah. anyone, it's somebody who's like 17. Yeah. In like you know in a golf or and something like that. Struggling to get to 65. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it, to be fair, you're right. It's pretty rare that you'll see people like taking. The I mean, if you're in in bigger cities like Manchester and stuff, you'll see the twats mm-hmm. in in their hired cars or just making noise because they're wealthy kids or whatever. But out in Shropshire, mm-hmm. <laughs> be good luck because you've got a bloke in a tractor two miles down the road who's gonna be like, "Worry, yeah. you ain't going anywhere, sunshine. Yeah. All you've got these e bales and they're going ten miles in every direction you want to go." <laughs> <sighs> so. I think I, I, the thing you do notice on the bikes is that freedom of the traffic. Mm. That's the best thing. Yeah, so I, because obviously you you don't really do it on lessons where you do it. Where is it? Lane fil- filtering. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's no yeah. lane splitting. Lane splitting. Yeah. yeah, it's pure legal over here. You can't do it in somewhere stupid like. <clears throat> is it Texas or somewhere stupid doesn't allow it? Yeah, and it I like defeats the entire purpose of having bikes. Yeah, so I've, but I've never done it. So that's something I'm kind of a bit nervous of. Yeah. Because, like, I think I should, anyway, have some lessons left over, or at least one lesson left over. That'd be good. And they did say, because, obviously, this bike that I've been learning on is not the bike that I'm going to be riding. And they're not going to be, like, a million miles apart, but they're also going to be pretty different. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said that so nervously, yeah. then you're like, well, they are. It, well, it's because you're in an upright bike. All your controls are backwards. <laughs> when you go to go around a corner on your bike... Yeah. The same way you do it on that bike, your bike will be like, nah. Yeah. Because you really have to push weight through mm. because you're lent over. So you really have to push through the handlebars. Whereas because you're on top of the bike you're riding now, mm. upright, your and the handlebars are higher. They're like a high-rise bar. You've got way more leverage. So when you push on that bar, the bike rocks really easily. Yeah, it does. Whereas with a clip-on, the, the handlebars are not just low. They're the, negative yeah. compared to where the, the suspension ends. So you really have to, rather than push down, you have to push the weight through. So there's a very, very different amount of energy or displacement of energy required to make the bike do the same thing. But once you do, it drops real easy. Mm. But there's loads of little tricks you can do. Obviously, we're going to go out and ride and you have cut some comms on the helmet. And then, yeah, I think I just need to get out and spend like... That's the best thing so, to do. Spend some time on there. Yeah, it just... is time on the road. Mark, literally, after he had a, a bad experience during his learning because of his stupid instructor that basically put him into a, an accident like mm. a tit he uh, had a real issue going right mm. because of what happened um and he always felt like the bike was going to fall bike was going to fall yeah. and it was getting that out of his head and then showing that he had the control of things and now and he literally hammered like he's every time i ring him it's a sunny day he's out somewhere and yeah. he's in manchester and all the roads there suck <laughs> so he's riding on crap roads yeah. just to be riding but that's it though that's probably good yeah. to get that experience then he rides down here a lot because he gets the A49 run. Yeah. So in, And he starts to know the road. So then he can start testing yeah. how much better he is on certain corners that he knows he's struggled on before and stuff like that. Mm. So it's good. But he, he's now a completely different rider to how he was after that problematic incident. And he was super confident coming into his test prior to that happening. Well, uh, I remember him explaining about them, like getting people accelerating, then engine braking, then accelerating, yeah. then engine braking. Well, when I before I did my mod one, they did something similar, but it wasn't quite the same. So I, I think I've got an idea of what they were doing because before we were like, I just don't understand why. They basically had him it. and another learner following each other, ta- nose to tail, accelerating up to thirty miles an hour in the pissing rain, mm. and then decelerating with no brake lights. Yeah. So 
like, what did they want? Like, did they think they were Jedi's? Yeah. On the skidooey things, and they were going to be like, "I'm now going to break," and they were like, ah, "I understand. I shall also break." Mm-hmm. No, what happened? One break, twice one accelerated, mm-hmm. and then you've got two learners that don't quite know what to do. So Mark did what you do in a car, and he freaking turned the wheel away from what was coming at him, yeah. and then that washed the bike out from underneath him because you can't do that on yeah. the bike. Um, and he was like, fine. Even after the exit, he was like, let me back on the bike right now. I'll ride it back. And yeah. they're like, no, you can't. No, you can't. And then because of what happened, because he had like a, a bad gash in his knee, he didn't get to get back on a bike for like six weeks. Yeah. And that was his problem. So he had six weeks to like... Worry about it. And yeah. Overthink Just it overthink the thing. Yeah. So then by the time he got back on, he just had this he, probably a very annoying fear for him, even himself because it would be not... Uh, what's the word? Not unexplained, but... In his own head, he'd be like, well, wow, that's nervous, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas before, he had nothing. Now, he's suddenly, he's like, oh, Jesus, why am I not wanting to do that? And then mm-hmm. you don't think, oh, I don't want to do it. And now it gets nervous. Now you stiffen up, and now your whole ride turns to shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the on the ride beforehand, they had us doing something similar, although they would say your name before you would accelerate. See, that's a professional person doing yeah. the lesson. <laughs> and it, all it was is because, obviously, they'd tell you when you're trying to go through these speed traps for your emergency brake and your um, swerve and avoidance not to be looking down at the speed. There's like, don't don't look at the, your speedo. You need to be looking ahead at the cones to make sure yeah. you're going through and doing everything you meant to. So they basically want you to feel what it feels like to go from 20-ish to 30-ish, yeah. just from sound Same. and feel yeah. and sense. I clearly have none of it because I, <laughs> I did 40. Yay! Um, but, but anyway, so we, we only got to practice it like twice because on the ride in, this was literally like, as we were riding to the test centre. We oh, did you, did, did you do a little lesson before you went to the exam? Yeah, so we did a couple of bits, the, the basic bits, and then we're like, right, we'll go out on the road, we'll find somewhere that's that's quiet enough so we can practice some swerve and avoid and stuff. So it was, and it was literally like, found this really empty street, we were all riding along, and he was like, just follow me, and then he'd call out a manhole cover, and then he'd, and he'd swerve, and he'd be like, right, do a right swerve, then do a left swerve. Yeah. So we just followed along, quite big gaps in between us. Then there was another bit where we had to try and open it up to, to find that gap where he would say, like, Lewis, go. Then uh, yeah, so you Jack, you go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that's so there was no chance of us like accelerating and decelerating into each other. Because as well, we maintained the speed until we'd then get, we'd basically go to another street or we'd go and do another lap. So yeah, there was no chance of yeah. going so into the back of anyone. Important, man. How you learn. And then when you go out and ride, the guys you ride with, that's a big thing as well. So none of us ride like dicks and none of us encourage anyone to ride like that. And in fact, we'll call people out like, mm. you, that was stupid. Stop doing that. Yeah. Or, or we'll just, and if people who join us who aren't friends or whatever and start riding like that, we just let them go. Yeah. So, oh, we'll see you there. Yeah. You do what you want to do. Oh, yeah, I think that's probably the best thing, isn't it? You've got to take 100%. it at your own pace. I've done it before. Like, um, went out with a guy, lovely bloke, but on a bike, he was a freaking moron. Mm. Like, he just had no sense of self-preservation yeah. whatsoever. And and he, and he wasn't even skilled enough to be that way. He was like double dipping into corners. So, because he was like, yeah. you know, like not a smooth, he wasn't smooth going around corners. It'd be like, a, a, he'd like dip and then come back up and then really rank it into the corner. And he was like, and he was going around people on bends. I'm just like, the, the, for the distance you're going to make going around that person on a bend compared to the death opportunity that's coming the other way that you can't see, yeah. it's just ludicrous. Like, why would you even bother? Wait three seconds until you're around the corner and overtake the guy on the straight, even mm. if you're splitting lanes, like, yeah. like a bit of an idiot. It's still safer than going around someone on a corner. Yeah. Like just and so he did that immediately as we were riding. I was like, "Oh, I'm not riding with you." Yeah. I just let him go. Yeah. And I met him back wherever we were supposed to be ended up. <laughs> it's like not a chance, not a chance. Yeah, that's scary. That that you had a I think kid it, as well. Yeah, that does worry me. That like because obviously you get, you meet other people that ride and I trust you, 
but there's so many other people that you might think, oh yeah, they're sound, they're a nice person, but then they on the on the bike and they're just, just absolutely silly. mental. They're just silly. And yeah, just being able to to just be like, no, sorry, that's not for me. Yeah, well, I just say before, like before I'm when you're gonna ride, like this I'm taking it not too easy. If you want to go hard or whatever you want to do, that's cool. We're gonna end up here and we'll meet you there, and they'll be like, yeah, yeah. And you should just, oh, yeah, like, no, then they just don't, they're not bothered then. But it's uh, the thing with bikes is, it's not like in life. If you, it's not like dating life, the stiffer you are, that's not the better you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The softer you are, the better you are. So I think it's flaccid. opposite opposite to your dating world. You need to be flaccid. The the less turgid, the better. <laughs> oh, that is something that I, I'm like I keep no- noticing. You I have to do the shimmy shake, up and shimmy shake. <laughs> like even if you have to do it every three minutes. I think it's I don't know if it's harder to be relaxed on the bike because I'm so upright. You kind of. You are like that. You can't really like. Yeah. I feel like if I relax, I just end up with shit posture. I'm just like, I'm, tr- I'm, like, I'm trying to relax, but just, disintegrate, just, just flopping around yeah. on the bike. What are you just, doing, Lewis? I'm relaxed. Well, I'm just, they told me to relax. At the brakes, just flopping like a bobo doll. <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm just trying to like have. The trick is is keeping weight weight in your legs, so you, mm. you like especially on yours when you get on it, you'll see. Uh, braking, coming downhills or anything like that, squeezing the tank, squeezing yeah. the tank whenever you brake, so it keeps your arm, the weight out of your arms. Because when you are leaning forward, the tendency is for all your weight to want to go into your hands, and you've yeah. got to stop that happening. So, whenever you're decelerating or doing anything, squeeze the tank, put that weight down into your legs, and then you'll realise, oh, my hands are super free. So most people when they're going down a hill, they start to like, oh Jesus, it's yeah, hard to get pressing, so you because can't. Both hands are pressing weight onto the handlebars. So when they go to push right it's not really doing anything because you've still got weight going through the left. Mm. Whereas if you put squeezing that tank and stopping your body shifting then, your arms are just completely weightless and now the bike moves like normal yeah. and it stops downhills being scary, like proper downhills. Yeah. Because where we ride, you get them. Like, yeah, that proper. one on the way in from, from my yeah, house. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That right turn at the bottom of it is always a bit sketchy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, in the it, car, it, it's a little... It's, it's a double apex and it's blind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much yeah. everything that and you don't want. And sometimes wagons coming the other way. Yeah, doing fucking four mile an hour yeah. because I can't get can't get up shattered there. my windscreen still it's still broken did I talk about that last week yeah yeah you said yeah. still broken you know why so uh, they got the windscreen in mm-hmm. and then I didn't turn up to my appointment because I thought it was the next day and he rang me and was like you know about your appointment this morning I was like uh, yeah. <laughs> it was 20 past 9 and it was meant to be at 9 he went well the windscreen scratched so you wouldn't want to be coming in Oh. I was like, it's a good job, and bloody set off, isn't it? So yeah, they sent this five, six hundred pound windscreen because it has all the heating in it and the aid sensor crap and all that. Yeah, it just turned up two. He said there were two scratches on it, one right, and he said you don't want it on your car. So I have to wait another week now to get another one. How dare they ruin my tardiness? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been driving around with this big chip bang in the middle of where I drive, yeah. and it's okay when it rains. I found out because you've got a wet windscreen, it's, it merges in. Yeah. The moment it's dry, it's like imagine someone stuck a fifty p. Right on your windscreen where you yeah. drive. Yeah, it's the most distracting it's thing. It's so ever. irritating. Yeah. It is mad, isn't it, how the slightest thing, you've got like all of this windscreen. <laughs> yeah. And also, it always seems to happen whenever you're driving. The stone chips are always like, if the windscreen wasn't there, it would have hit you in the oh, face. Oh, I'd have been, this like, would have full you on. You never get them like in the perimeter. It's always <laughs> yeah, yes, in the face. death. It would have been right through my nasal cavity, I think. <laughs> it was just, fuck, straight through. <laughs> Which again is why you should not ride a motorbike. In an open face helmet. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand how those boys do that. 
No, no, that's Oh, I've got a cool thing. Um, someone hit me up. I was getting some helmets from Hedden, I think, which is a really cool... I think it's a British company that do handmade leather helmets. You're not one I've got downstairs that's carbon. I saw... And actually, look, it's literally like a leather... Yeah, 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 I've seen them on Instagram. Yeah, so I might be getting one of those, one or two of those. And then there's a company called Rocker. And I don't know. Is this the mount? No, no, it's a clothing company for, oh, bike, okay. for bike clothing. Okay. They do like streetwear and then mainly bikewear, like yeah. Kevlar jeans and stuff. And they're like, they're interested in doing some bits, so they're going to send some bits out. I was like, okay, cool, have a look on the website. Guess how much one of their jackets is? It's 500 quid? Nope. 700 quid? Nope. A thousand pounds? Nope. Twelve hundred? Nope. Two thousand? A bit below. Eighteen? Fifteen hundred pounds for a leather jacket. That and I, and I'm pretty confident it doesn't have a removable inner liner. Yeah. I, you know, when they just, you know, when a company just opens up and goes, you know, who we're, who we're going to sell to? Mm. Yeah, rich blokes. Yeah. It's that. Is it nice stuff though? Apparently, it's really nice quality. Yeah. But in terms of like it being functional for your bike, yeah. It's like not something you could wear all year round to go trekking about in. Yeah. It's literally something that when you put it on, it feels like a real high class quality thing mm. that you would ride to go to maybe like a dinner or mm. something. You know, like not like a freaking tuxedo thing, but you know, like you ride somewhere and you're not going for, um, you're not going tuxedo. out all down the bikes. You're going to ride somewhere to go somewhere nice and have a chill out day or whatever. Mm. I think it's that kind of wear. Yeah. So you turn up and it's like nice, looks smart, a bit like Bell Staff right. kind of style. But yeah, rocker. R O K K E R. Have to show me some of Just the stuff Google it, that. rock it, and have a look. Stuff's nice, but dude, and they're selling. Out. Some of the stuff sold out. Yeah, mad. mad I think um, a lot. Of the, I think a lot of the time though, with with bikes in general, from what I've seen, you've got kind of the people that get on bikes just because that's all that they've ever doing done, like from being kids. But then it's like a toy for everyone else. Yeah, so you get all the nice spits with it. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's, it's well, that's what Hedden is. Yeah. Hedden stuff is. Beautifully handmade and crafted stuff, but it's completely like low tech. Yeah, they're, they're not quick release visors or anything like that. They're screwed to the lid visors. Yes, yeah, I've seen yeah. them. Yeah, but they're all handmade and some are like handmade to order. So it's like having that bit of it's it's a show off piece, isn't it? Really, and you wear it yeah to the pub on the Sunday when you turn yeah. up and just look real cool and you freaking get up. Yeah, and everyone's like that's cool, and you're like yeah, I can't go more than two. Hours. I've seen some. They've got like they're it's like a qu- quilted kind of. St- Leather stitch thing. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might have done that as well, but yeah. I don't think they they do loads of like limited edition stuff. Mm. That carbon I've got downstairs is beautiful. And it's nice when you're riding it, but they just these things. Things like they um, they don't have open and closed vents on them, and there's no. Yeah, quick, it is literally just a dome. Yeah, yeah. It's and and it's inside all it's all beautiful leather, like all around the edges of the actual helmet, mm. which normally is just rubber. And then inside, it's, it's nice and plush liner, but the liners, you can't remove the liner or anything. Mm. So they're not designed to be worn every day, all the day. They are show pieces. Yeah. So it's nice, though. Nice stuff to have, especially if you love biking. Yeah. Like, and it's great gifts. Great gifts. Like, mm. if you were to buy that for someone, they'd be like, oh, treasure it. Yeah. Yeah. It would be something that they probably would never wear. Yeah, because they're just yeah like, oh, literally, it would only get worn for, like, the gentleman's ride and maybe a couple of things during the year. Mm. But that's kind of nice, because then it's, like, it's a special thing. Yeah. Rather than you get any old helmet, which you want to change every year, you know? So, yeah, there are that. So I'll see what I can do. I might be able to get, like, discounts for people and shit. Ooh. I'll see if I can get it before Christmas. What else is happening? What else is happening? That's, we've done too long. We're yeah. done. We're done for the day. Yeah. That's enough. You've heard it. enough. You've heard enough. You're, they're, they're sick of us by now. Bored of us by now. Yeah. What day is it for them? Monday. Yeah, it will be. Hopefully. Oh, yeah, sorry about last week. Not my fault. Anchor had some kind of crash on their site. Would not let me upload past 96%. 
It was already on the it Saturday. Was, oh, it was all edited and done by Saturday, yeah. But it just would not upload the it wouldn't put it through. See, we try and be organized and get stuff ready for you, but the universe just wants us to be. It's like not for your today, bitch. Do you yeah. know what it is? It's just a test. Yeah. It's just a test. You just gotta let it go. Like I I know um Andrew Tate's had some rough things, you know, about him recently and stuff. But every so often he says something that does catch you. And one thing he says is he does truly try and be happy every day. Mm. So enjoying little things like stuck in traffic, cool. Sunshine coming in through the window. Mm. That's all good. Like some, you know, or something's gone wrong. Cool. Is it really going to ruin my year? Not really. It's just going to mess up today. So that is a good, as much as like, he's an idiot. He does have some, um, <laughs> yeah, some, some, some nice little moments of, of stuff. Yeah. Which everybody has a capability of having, but that's that's the thing. Don't let little things ruin your days. I think I let that happen a little bit in the last few weeks with stuff being irritating and lagging. I had loads of glitches on my software because there was loads of updates, and you always get glitches when they update like your mm. operating systems and all that jazz. Yeah, every time there's an update, you just like, what, oh, what are they fucking doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because then you get the point one update after it, don't you? That fixes everything. I mean, yeah, like yeah. twenty. Why do you do like... that? Just put that out, and then we'll fix what's broken in a week when everyone gets really mad. Yeah, maybe they just because there's so many interplaying things maybe they need it to go out to such a large audience to find out what they're all yeah, going to be because it probably doesn't yeah because it probably doesn't happen for everybody there's just some people I reckon on it's just platforms. like some really cocky developer who's like my work here is done send it out and then like Dave from the back has to come in a week later going to freaking hate Rupert mm. fixing all these stupid problems but, whereas Rupert's off in his he's his, already on all these his, his rocker, rocker leather jacket and head and helmet off yeah. riding out into the sunset yeah Double dipping into corners. <laughs> Double dipping into corners. Yeah, so remember, if you want to be good at riding a bike, don't be stiff. The softer you are, the better. Yeah. So, yeah, for all of those that, you know, can't get stiff, you're perfect for riding bikes. <laughs> be, be flaccid, kids. Be unturgid. Yeah. And uh, same, yeah, let it go. Uh, do that thing. Try and sit in the silence like we talked about earlier in the, in the podcast. Really, really try it. The brain loves complexity, which is why we are getting distracted by it. That's why I love fixing stuff, because it's a literally a, a physical a distraction, distraction yeah. for me to fill my brain with and, and feed my brain's need for complexity. So start learning to live in the silence. Even when something's go wrong, sit there and sit in the silence of the wrong and then figure it out. And it's, it'll make us, make us less stressed and it should make us more efficient. In theory. As we clearly are. Yes. So there we go. Hope you're having a good week. As always, leave behind in the week that's gone all the crap and bring forward that was good. And have a great week. Toodle pip. Toodle pip.